0: Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano, and we're bringing you the first and last round of the 2020 season. Alex Miller, a bit disappointed to see footy go again so soon, but it is what it is.
1: It is what it is indeed, Cat. Crazy circumstances. Uh, this is 2020 football. This is what's happening, and um, we're just got to deal with it. But it was an exciting round of footy, and uh, there's a fair bit to talk about.
0: Alex Doherty, we're still going to do our best to bring... The games to our audience this year and this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, we can, we can we do what we can this week, and hopefully all this coronavirus nonsense pisses off soon. Because <laughs> last last night I was curled up in a ball in in my bed looking for cuddles, and wishing somebody would tell me that it was going to be all right. And ho- and so far nobody's answered the call.
1: the <laughs> beverage didn't come over. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord! I, 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 you I, I, Let's totally talk about the Tigers, way. though, gentlemen. Enough about Alex Doherty's sorry <laughs> days. We don't want to bore <laughs> the listeners with that. Yes, um, we've got ex-
0: we've got an extended round that was this yes. week. Yes, and um, uh, the Tigers the Tigers and the Blues started it off uh, on Thursday night. Of course, the Tigers uh, handled the Blues all right. Twenty four points in the end, sixteen nine, one hundred and five to twelve nine, eighty one. Honestly, the Blues, look, probably not the worst performance from them. Three quarters in, it looked a bit dire for them, but their last quarter comeback was really, really strong. uh, And I thought there was plenty to take away from this game for them, at least in the last quarter.
1: Yeah, I thought, um, really interesting thing, Kat, we were miles in front um, and Mm -hmm. then sort of caved in after halftime. I don't know if they stopped or what happened, but Calm got back in the game. They had plenty of the ball. They had led the disposals. Um, The... Inside 50s, they had in favour as well, because the second half, we just completely turned off. The only mm. thing that let them down was their disposal efficiency. Uh, 68% to Richmond's 80, and inside 50, they only had uh, 38% efficiency. So, yeah. interesting times, wasn't it, a Doc?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a really strange game of football, and not because we saw nobody at the ground when there should be 90,000, but like for the for the first half, it was all Richmond. I mean, they they just... Used the ball much better. Carlton looked uh, can't look rubbish in that first half. In, in that first half, and <laughs> plain so, and simple, like, yeah, just put it plain and simple. They they sucked in that first half, and after half time Carlton actually started picking it up a little bit, and I think it it almost kind of echoes what Carlton were like when David Teague was in when David Teague was put in charge last year. You know, mm-hmm. like talk, talk about Carlton having these really slow starts and being down by like forty points to. To, yeah. to teams and then, and then they just managed to find a way to just peg it back in in, in the second half it's it's, it's a, they're a strange team tom
0: yeah i even noticed that especially in that first half with a few like the mids especially i thought Cripps obviously did finish with the 31 touches but i thought mm. him and murphy uh their disposals, like, I don't know if it was just the pressure yeah. that the Tigers midfields putting on them, yep. but their disposal was absolutely shocking that first quarter. They kept managing, to, kept managing to get their hands to the ball, but just really doing nothing with it. Well,
1: I think to you then, Cat, is I thought Mark Murphy for the whole game was pretty average. He's A couple of times he mm-hmm. had that shot where he marked it about 40 out, I think, and handed yeah. off to Lockie Plowman, who called for it now. Mark Murphy's an experienced player. He's been around the traps. You don't give it to Lockheed Plammon or any other defender when you've got a set shot that far out. should be kicking that. Also, just a couple of names, Doc, I want to give to you. I thought Nick Newman seemed a bit down. He pushed up the ground, but didn't look like it worked out. Uh, also, Will Shadowfield was very quiet. Jack Silvani also. There was a couple of... Couple Silvani, Silvani
0: almost seemed like he was getting bullied a bit by your, by your defenders. Yeah, he could do anything. Uh, yeah. I thought... I
2: thought... I thought the case of Nick Newman was pretty strange because like he, he he went off holding his shoulder and his elbow and he came back on and I don't know he just just lacked the kind of impact that he did last year and who, who was that other one you were talking about? Um, Will Setterfield, yeah, he didn't get a lot of the footy. No, I mean, and I, also uh,
1: Michael Gibbons stock kept relatively quiet as well. Only the seven touches for him didn't mm, have much of an but, influence at all.
2: Very disappointing with uh, Michael Gibbons because, you know, he's, he's a much better player than that, and so is Will Setterfield. Uh, Paddy Dow, gentlemen. I want to... <laughs> oh, no, here. he's going to rip it. I, <laughs> I just want to say that this bloke has not learned his lesson and, and had a kick foofy. Uh And I know there's no VFL at the moment, but David Teague would have said to him, mate, piss off. Go, go to the Northern Blues, fix, fix your kicking. That, that he 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 is a he is a shocking user
1: of the foot of the footy. I suppose the last thing to take from the count side is obviously Cat Matty yeah. are going down for sixteen weeks.
0: Yeah, the big serious, story. poor guy, serious
1: ankle injury. Do you think he'll play again?
0: No, nah, I, I said this on uh, on Thursday night. I think it's career over for him. Yeah, like the man has just been injured on and off for pretty much his entire career at this point, and uh, I just think there's only so much. A uh, a thirty year old's body can take before they've got to call it quits.
1: <clears throat> yep, doc. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I I, I just echo is echo what Kat said
2: pretty much. I mean, I think it's almost career over for Matty Cruz. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it a very very injury riddled career. I, I, I've got to say, and the the games where he does play, you know, he he's, he he showed a lot. He shows a lot, but I think when it comes to when it comes to that, I mean, sixteen weeks is a long time and. By the time this coronavirus thing finishes, it'll probably be about maybe six weeks, mm. a, a six-week a six recovery. But I think it's, it, it was why Mark Pitnett was brought in in the off season, I, th- I think. And it's a, it, I, I think if the season does go ahead, still we don't we don't know what what's going to happen from here on in. But if the season still goes ahead mid year, I'd love to see Pitnett play every game, every week, and yeah. just, I think he's got something. I think he's got something to, I, I got something to, sh- to prove.
1: I just have an open question for both of you, real quick, about uh, David Cunningham. He kicked the two goals. How did he look as a small forward? cat? What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, look, he was all right. Kind of on the end of a few, you know, out the back, uh, Joe the Goose kind of <laughs> goals. But look, he's I, I like Cunningham. I think <laughs> Josh like. I think he's a good player, Cunningham. I just think, uh, especially against the Tigers. Backline, you don't get that many opportunities. So to kick two goals, I think is is pretty yep. good. But I've seen him play better for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I I must agree. I mean, like two goals, two goals in a game where you know you look pretty much out by halftime. I think it's, it's not a bad return from someone like him. I mean, what do you have? He only had eight touches, so you yep. know, pretty pretty efficient. I think I think he's I think he's quite dangerous as a forward to be honest. I mean, you might mm. talk about getting getting out the back a bit, but I think if you kick him, you kick him. Um, yeah. And look two two goals in a gap and two goals in how many goals did they kick? They kicked twelve, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Twelve yeah, they,
2: uh, nine. That I mean I mean that that's a that's a solid return from him.
1: What do we make of the Tigers boys? Obviously, you know, this team won a flag last year. They had twenty, I think out of the twenty two players were from last year. Yeah. Uh the inclusions were Sydney Stack and um can't remember the other one off the top of my head. Daniel no, Daniel played in the final. Can't remember. Maybe it was twenty one. Um, Kat, what do you make of the Togs?
0: Yeah, look, I thought, uh, especially that first half, you guys looked absolutely right back to your best. Mm. Jack Rewalt was absolutely killing the killing the Blues that first quarter, and you're you're out of the middle, just you can't you can't go past Trent Kochan. Still looks like the player he's always been. Dion Pressier taking that step up to elite, and of course mm. your other players around the ground as well. I really like. You know, you, you always talk about how a lot of these Richmond players are underrated, but I really noticed the efforts of Kane Lambert and Shane Edwards and Josh Caddy sort of being those link-up players between your your mids and your forwards. Yep. Really, really strong from them. Um, yeah, you just look... The pressure, as good as ever. And there's one guy I especially really want to touch on before we uh, continue, and that's Liam Baker. Yes. I, for, for the first time, I really, really noticed this kid. He stood out like... The way he just gets around the ball, moves it forward at all costs, he, he fits into that Richmond mentality absolutely 100%. Big Tom. First,
2: first of all, welcome to the Liam Baker Appreciation Club, Alice Carolina, because <laughs> Alice Miller and I have been pretty high on him for a while. Now, I was so. the
1: founder of the club.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty, pretty sure I joined a few weeks later, if uh, memory <laughs> serves me correctly. I- Arthur Carew was the most influential player of mine. Uh, it's particularly in the, in the early stages when the game needed to be won, he, he just marked everything in sight and he kicked three goals. Maybe should have mm. had maybe four or five, but he really, but he gave he gave them off. And you know yeah. that's I think that's I think that's what, I think that's what Jack Carew all about now. Like, when you look back, maybe ten years ago when he was still a young, fresh-faced fella, he, he would he would go ahead and kick those goals and he would kick six, seven, eight goals a game. Yeah, but um. Yeah. He, he he gave off quite a few, and he really should have had more, considering the fact that Tom Lynch was in Jacob Wietering's pop it all game.
0: Mm. Yeah, I was just going to um, say, yeah, Weeders absolutely smothered Lynch. But, uh, yeah, Rewalt did kind of quiet down as the game went by. Uh, Soldo also, is another player who I thought, yeah. obviously, Matty Cruiser going down early, let him just kind of have free reign over the ruck, and him and Caswell did have a good little ruck battle, but I thought Soldo really set it up well for the uh, the uh mids, and Nank as well did some good things around the ground.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of back to the uh, uh sorry, and uh Tom Lynch matchup. Obviously, Lynch got destroyed. Do you think if Riva would have continued being as dominant as he was, you would have changed that matchup, maybe swung Jacob onto him for a bit?
0: Yeah, it, um, it might have been the go. Hmm. I'm I'm
2: not I'm not sure. I mean, like it, it's such a it's such an interesting dilemma to put on because if you if you take Weedering off Lynch and put him on on Rewalt, like the chances of Lynch coming into the game and kicking maybe two or three goals himself, that that you know it's it, it's almost it's almost no point. Like yeah,
1: that's very true. Anyway, I thought the uh, the mids of us were really good. Dusty, as always, was outstanding. Dion here though, cat, you love him for a reason. The man makes yes. meatballs exciting. Uh, he was outstanding again.
0: He would have would have had to be close to best on ground for the tigers for mine. He just kept going at it all night. Yeah, I I must agree. Deon Deon was
2: good, and Dusty I thought Dusty was Dusty was all right, but I don't think he was the star of the show. I think he just. Had one of those had one of those games where he did what he needed to do and just move move
0: along. He, he came into it as the game went on, I thought Dusty started a bit slower but had yeah. his moments, yeah.
1: He had some amazing goal assists so though. He had a beautiful flicker mm. handball at the back to I think it was Daniel Rioli or someone on the run. But I wanna highlight three small forwards real quick boys before we get on to the next game. Jason your kick three, um, Shire Bolton kick three and Danny Rioli kick three, all played as real link up forwards. Yep. Uh, Danny Rioli especially, cat got on the end of a couple. But Jason Castagna, mm. Doc, your mate, kicked some it, straight it, ones, and he was fantastic. Is, is
2: this the first time we've seen Jason Castania actually have a game where he's actually not, miss, not missed a target?
1: This is probably the first game he's kicked multiple goals without kicking a behind or out in the full. So, you know, hopefully, as we mentioned, he's worked on it. But I thought he had a great influence on the game. And uh, the other guy I just mentioned, Shire Kat, he's improved yeah. out of sight in the last 12 months.
0: Yeah, it just showed the versatility of the Tigers' forward line. How you know, Rewald kind of faded out of the game a bit, uh, Lynch was getting smothered by Weedering, but the smalls just stepped up. Uh, I don't think you're in any trouble in terms of backing it up for top four this year. The Tigers look fresh,
2: yeah. I was also, before we move on to the next one, I'm actually really pleased to see Sam Doherty not only get through the game, yeah. back, but have such an influence across halfback 26 touches. Nine nine marks, is it? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So something like that. He he he's he is so he is so critical in that Carlton back six. And it's good
1: doc to see high quality footy from him, isn't it? No, oh,
2: he he he's a he's a star he's a star talent Sam and yep. and um I've, I've been absolutely gutted that we've been robbed <laughs> we've been robbed of his talent for two years because of you know his knees and very unfortunate but a very very stoked to see him back and hopefully this can be the start of something good.
1: Next game, cat. This didn't make absolutely. one man very stoked in the box.
0: Friday night, I've, I've I haven't seen Doc uh, more displeased with it. Like he's he's already been pretty unimpressed with the the Dogs AFLW team this year. But <laughs> gee whiz, would, he went would, he went up to another level.
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't say unimpressed. I would be more disappointed in the not, in
1: the W not, team. Not pretty pleased is how I describe
2: No no, it. no 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 excuse for this team though. I mean how they were absolutely. Putrid.
1: Let's just rack off the scoreline here. It was 5-4-34, the Dogs, beaten by Collingwood, 13-8-86, uh, eight, 52 points, Doc.
2: It, it was I'm almost, not sure
0: how that t- happens.
2: It was almost as if uh, that, that game against GWS caused some form of PTSD on, 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 the, on the Bulldogs 22. But, <laughs> they, just didn't want, they just didn't want to play. They didn't want the contest. They didn't
1: want indeed. The <laughs> they didn't want to play. Indeed. Couple of things I want to highlight quickly for the both of you: the inside fifty count. Collingwood doubled them for the game, but two inside fifties, doc, um, with three minutes to go in the second quarter—that's going to be really worrying for the coaching staff.
2: That's not good enough. I mean, look—you you, got to give credit where it's due to Collingwood because their defensive setup on Friday night was outstanding. It was second to none. I mean, Jeremy Howe just marked everything in sight, and you know the support—the support, the support cast was there as well. I mean. John Noble was okay. Um, Darcy Moore kept Aaron Norton to two touches. Yep. Um, Jordan Ruffhead did what he needed to do without actually making that much of an influence. But um, a Jack Crisp was uh, you know, a pretty standard game from him. But like the Dogs just had no answers. They were beaten in the middle. They and and when they when they were able to move the ball forward of centre, they just had no no answers.
1: Absolutely. I think I want to ask you something, Cat. Is that mm. you watched the game, didn't you?
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the whole game, but I saw uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, so the thing for
1: me is uh, Doc will obviously be able to chip it as well. 13 goals, 8 for the Pies. They had some easy yep. chances. They could have really buried them by even more.
0: Yeah, Yeah. look, its accuracy has been on the slide for a few teams over the past couple of years. And like a few of the offenders, you know, Dagoe kicked one goal to Grundy, had a, quite a few shots at goal. And ended he up is with,
1: a shocking kick on so goal, real. that man.
0: Yeah, some 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 ruckmen can absolutely slot them, but you know Grundy and Gorn, despite being two of the best ruckmen in the comp, can't kick straight for the life of them. No. Um, <coughs> look, I don't know. The Pies had plenty of opportunities inside fifty, and I guess you you just keep you just keep having them. You're going to kick goals eventually, but I don't know. Got to got to work on that goal kicking efficiency. We saw the Giants on Saturday night were extremely accurate, and I think every yeah. team should really be aspiring to that level.
1: I want to ask you, Doc, there's a couple of stats I wanted you to... So this one's a big one. The inside, marks inside 50, something the dogs, you know, should be converting more with Josh Bruce and Norton. Two marks inside 50 mm. to 14. Also, the other thing that was concerning for me uh, was the center clearances. Obviously, Grundy's dominance was, you know, the hit at 44 to 15, but five center clearances, it's always going to make it tough to 15 God.
0: to get it forward it was yeah. such a such a talented ruckman in Grundy. Like he's gonna get those hitouts to advantage as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a hard it's a hard thing to assess because, look, like when 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 we're being absolutely dominated in the middle, the forwards are gonna have the absolute bare minimum chance to make the most of it. I mean, Josh Bruce kicked it kicked his first goal in Bulldogs colours, which I'm absolutely happy for. Yeah. But apart from that, he he did what he could. He did what he, he tried his best and. Aaron Norton I think like a lot of the forward just had to work up the ground just to get a touch I mean Sam Lloyd had a stinker but he had to he had to push up the ground to, to just to try and get a kick yeah. and ba- ba- Bailey Dales in the same boat and and Josh Bruce tried tr- you know tried to make a contest with things when the ball went forward but you know it's it comes back towards um Collingwood's defensive structures I mean they they just yeah. looked so they just looked so methodical in there and and what what you said about the middle, the contested possession count plus thirty, mm. is just something just, that just the dogs would not be happy with. Yeah, it's it's. It, I think it just comes down to you know Brody Grundy getting first use because giving first use to his meds because he, he actually bent over Tim English in <laughs> in ways that you know we can't actually describe here.
1: But um, <laughs> Well, that's the question I want to ask. I'll start, start with you, Doc, and then throw to cat. How do you evaluate Tim English's game? Obviously, the 10 touches, 11 hitters, but it's pretty hard when you're coming up against the best ruckman in the comp, Doc. He,
2: he's, he's still got a fair way to go, Tim English, and that proved on Friday night in terms of his ruck craft. Um, like he's he's much better as a player that you can co- see cover around the ground. That first half was absolutely poor. He'd, he would have loved to have had some mm. moments back, some moments back in that first half but I thought the second half he actually got a lot better just he I think he started he started focusing more about his own game and more and and less of what Brody was doing around the ground because yeah. you could you could tell he was he was he was nervous like he wanted to try like he was more focused in trying to beat Brody Grundy in ruck battles and trying to trying to beat him mile for mile yeah but uh, but yeah like just Grundy just there's a reason, like they're, they're miles apart in development, and that stage now. I think he's still got another year of development to go, but I think I think if the season does go ahead, like I think I can see him winning a lot of ruck battles against, you know, second second tier ruckman, but mm-hmm. against the likes of Thorn, he, he's gonna he's still gonna get beaten up.
1: Yeah, what do you think Kat? anything to add to that really? Or...
0: Um, no, nah, look he's he's <laughs> the poor kid, he's he's out in the uh out in the wars against the likes of Grundy. I think he did his best for what he had. Yeah. I did just want to say that I thought when the dog's back line had the footy, I thought they were moving it all right. Probably the only real line of the night that can probably be commended, you know, looking at the the likes of Crozier and uh, Caleb Daniel. Uh, even alex keith i know doc was seeing the praises of him at the very least uh, they were they were good with the footy when they had it but yeah not the, much not much other positives to pull for the dogs really yeah i
1: suppose that's, that's the biggest thing the uh, amount of times it went in there um, um, and the dogs you know had to deal with it but ben and Kavara, doc that's a good story
2: i Kavara's just i absolutely i absolutely, <laughs> oh, lo- absolutely love this book. Uh, it was overlooked at about six, six AFL drafts, Ben Kavara. Yeah. And, you know, he d- didn't get a lot of the footy. He only had the three touches, but he kicked his uh, first goal. Off. First kick, if, first kick, If, first we, goal, if yeah. we get around two. Um, mm-hmm. So if we get around two, I hope, Be- I hope Bevo keeps him in. I, 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 you know, pressure forwards are a dime a dozen. Oh, not, not a dime a dozen. They're a rare commodity
1: in, in <laughs> AFL footy. Fake it doesn't. Cat the pies though outstanding. Taylor Adams did a job almost on Pelly, uh that was outstanding. <laughs> and still, I thought. still
0: got plenty of touches of his own.
1: Yeah, twenty six touches and the five tackles, and it's just he's so important, isn't he? Cat, he's the next captain mm. of this club. You think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's he's a star in that midfield, Taylor Adams. And when you're surrounded by the kind of quality that you are, you're only gonna you're gonna learn from the best. And uh, it looks like he has.
1: And obviously, Doc the Brown boys, Tyler and Callum, playing their first AFL game together—that was bloody good to see.
2: I tell you what, I, I definitely loved um, Tyler, Tyler Brown on debut. He showed showed a lot of poise and a lot of class for um, for someone his age to play, in a, to play in a team that's as you know that's a star side as Collingwood. Obviously, they're going to be top four team this year or four contender this year. Just somebody like him to just slot right in round one and just look so at home. Mm. with with the, with the footy in his hands I mean that, that that's not, that's nothing but good sign for um if you're a pie
1: supporter yeah Tyler Brown at home has been very good indeed uh, Brodie Grundy <laughs> was outstanding the 37 hitouts 19 touches uh, there's one guy that I think uh, played a very good game Chris Maine.
2: yeah yeah he yeah. was he was good I really liked him he got himself yeah, 29 a
0: lot footy.
2: touches I, didn't think, I I didn't think he would uh, lead all comers on the ground for disposals but he had 29 yeah
1: yeah, yeah, and he was pretty and the what? last last pie. What, what about this man, Cat? Um mm. Brody Majek. The season preview was an interesting to talk about him. He yeah. had eleven eleven touches. Um I think he had eight marks. Mm. Yeah. And three goals. He was marks. outstanding.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man the man knows how to take a grab. Um I think it suits him the way the Pies forward line works. And I think now that they've actually got a couple of genuine tools in there with the likes of him and Cox, uh, they look good forward, the Pies. I think if, like we said, if the season does go ahead, they'll be a uh, higher, score, higher scoring team this year than they probably ever have been, Collingwood.
1: <coughs> the small fours look deadly, don't they, Doc?
0: I mean, they they definitely did. I mean,
2: who, who do we... Start? I think Dugowie... I like, I like to go playing 50-50 forward midfield because when the ball... When he, when he went I thought he actually won a lot of critical centre clearances in that first quarter. Um, Josh Thomas didn't do a lot, I thought. But Jamie Elliott, <laughs> gee whiz. Mm, mm. I mean...
1: Very, very good player.
2: Dang. just He kicked more than uh, one goal, one. He should have had at least two or three. But he, he was good. Hoskin Elliott was dangerous, I thought. And um, Brody Majerich... I think his leading patterns as well, Kat. He, mm. he 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 knows where to run and he knows and he knows and he knows where the, where he, where he wants the ball and he's he, he's he's a good finisher too. It goes yeah. I don't the way, we talk yeah. much about my We talk, We didn't talk much about my check <laughs> in the season preview. We only start. We only started talking about him when um we did the twenty two. Yeah, he's um,
1: he's a good player.
2: He's a very important piece in that team, and uh, still side bottom as well. Twenty six touches, just a very yeah. classy game from him.
1: Now, Doc, I've got something a little test for you. This is gonna be very tough, but I want you to name the three worst players from the Dogs. Oh, oh, God,
2: well, there's there's already one. I've, I've I've got you one. Ryan Gardner should not be playing another football game ever again oh, because no. he's. <laughs> Look, maybe he didn't even give me a one-on-one contest. <laughs> how, how, how can you? How can you do that? How can you not give me a one-on-one contest and then
1: proceed to butcher the footy? He kicked the the um, out, which is incredible.
2: Ah, oh, he could piss off. He can join Billy Gowers <laughs> in the turf for, re- for the rest of eternity. Um, lead, I'm gonna get. Look, you, you can you can give a few of them here. I'm going to give Zane Cordy one because Ooh, he's got a spray. He he was he, he was awful. He was. I don't understand why he was why he's doing the kick. Uh, why he was doing the kickouts on Friday night? That man Very cannot true. hit a target. <laughs> and oh another one. Aaron, I'll I'll give Aaron Norton a pass because a he was oh. a he came in. He came he he came in. He came into the game underdone. And B, the Ford, the Ford service was <laughs> shocking.
1: Love child of uh, Alex Doherty.
2: No, Yes. That's
0: true though. Man.
2: Aaron, not two touches. He came into this. He came into this game underdog. Um, um, was and, he playing? And, and <laughs> I Bevo because I've got no, ask Bevo. Uh, no one knows what Bevo's
0: thinking really. No, no I don't even
2: think Bevo. Um. Oh, Jesus! I could
1: pick the whole team. I'll get. I'll,
2: so. I'll. 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 I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to Lloyd. I'll give the other one to Sam Lloyd because That's I thought wow. every, everything, everything, everything he did, everything he did, it was it was wrong. And you know he's he's not a bad player. He, he's could not. He's more. not a bad player. And last and last, and last year proved that. He, he nearly kicked forty goals in his first year at the Dock, but. Jesus, it was just one of those. It was just one of those games where you know everything that went wrong for him did go wrong. I mean, he absolutely shat himself in that just before half time, <laughs> dropping that mark. He he he, he made a, a lot of questionable that. questionable decisions by foot. Um, I can't
1: believe that Aaron Barnes escaped and Sam Woods copped it. I'm not happy with this. I am not happy with this. There
0: who is, who is, who is a bit of
1: favouritism here, isn't there? Yeah, let's move on to your team, Kat. Let's talk about mm. favouritism. The Dons, they had all a right. narrow win on Saturday. Oh. It was 9 9 defeating Green <laughs> You, you,
2: you, you can not believe it all you want, but um, look, Aaron, he, he gets a pass. <laughs> no, he's still going.
1: Uh, <laughs> Get off it. Get yeah. off it. We we'll are move on.
0: Get off the air. Get out Get of off
1: the air. Get off the air. I'm sick of hearing about it. Sam Lloyd copping it for no reasons. Fremantle eight nine fifty-seven. <laughs> that is Cat.
0: Game. Oh dear. Cat. We'll,
1: start, start, we'll, start, we'll start with your club. What do you make of your dons? Um, all
0: right. Plain and simple. Excellent three quarters, one absolutely shitful final quarter. They <laughs> yeah. they what? they played excellently. Especially the first half. The Dons were outstanding. Uh, I thought they played well in the preseason games, but this that first half was a different sort of uh, style of footy. We've really brought in that aggressive, forward handballing kind of game style, which looks really, really good for us. It suits our uh, our players, which we have plenty of. There's a couple of guys I want to single out both for their excellent games at the beginning and their horrible games in the last quarter, and that is Dylan Scheel and Michael Hurley. (laughs) Now, Scheel racked up 35 touches, five marks, three tackles, which is an excellent stat line. And his first three quarters were fantastic. He was, at one point, I think in the first half, he was 100% by foot, which is absolutely incredible for Shield, considering how much flack we've given him even, just for how poor his kicking is. But then suddenly in the final quarter, it's almost like he forgot that he learned how to kick, and every single touch he had went wayward. And Michael is the other one, who in the last quarter oh. gave away a 50-meter penalty to... Uh, Sam Sturt, and then lost an easy one-on-one to him, and almost cost us the game single-handedly. But luckily, we managed to hang on, despite his best efforts, to lose the game for us.
1: Kat, does that frustrate you more, because both the... Well, Dylan Shields in the leadership group now, isn't he?
0: Uh, Yes, he is. is.
1: And, you know, they're both senior players. You do expect a bit better, don't you?
0: Yeah, you do. Look, especially late in the game, when, you know, the opposition's starting to come back a bit, they should be the ones standing up and Trying to keep the team, and look, Shield was still going at it as hard as he possibly could. But God, those disposals were shocking. <laughs> I I couldn't
2: I couldn't believe Michael Hurley's last quarter. I mean, like like you said, he, he had a pretty good game up until that point, but he just gave away so many stupid stupid decisions, stu- stupid yep. free kicks. That yep. that what that one, that that one on Sturt was absolutely mind boggling. He didn't need to do that. I don't understand that,
1: that one down there. <laughs> Um, I thought uh, Zach Merritt was good. Andy McGrath, obviously, cat. And You know, he mm. talks about Darcy Parrish preseason. A lot of yeah. hype around him from the A3 boys, especially yourself. And I'm excited to see Darcy, but just a bit of a down one.
0: Yeah, didn't do all too much, Darcy. Only the 12 touches, uh, which was not, not his best. He was mm. kind of out of position at times, I thought. Kind of got caught in between running between the half-forward line and the midfield and the wings, sort of, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, still some good performers though. Saad ended up with twenty eight touches, six marks, so he was really, really instrumental in moving the ball out of the back line. Yeah, Doc thought... pretty good
1: game, eh, hey, mate?
0: Yeah, um <laughs> Yeah, yes, I must agree he had
2: a he had a pretty good game.
1: What about yeah. um what about Jordan Ridley Doc? We've seen him really evolve over the last couple of months when he's been in the team. I like him. I, I like him
2: too. I thought I thought he played a really, really good game. He played Correct me if I'm wrong, but he played on the wing, didn't he, Ridley? Or did he play yeah, half Yeah, play, he
0: played maybe a bit further up than he normally would. He was down back. Uh, he
1: played sort of high half-back, didn't he, Cat?
0: Yeah, probably about half-up between being in the back line and then sort of pushing further up. I like that role for him. Free, I have a few more mobile, tall players, so I think it worked out uh, well in our favour. Yeah, guy, 16 I'd touches
1: like... and 9 marks, which is pretty yeah. good. Sorry, Cat, go ahead.
0: Um, Jake Stringer. God, does he shit me. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> well, I finally, you know, welcome, I've, been, I've been, I've been, a, <laughs> welcome to my, defender. welcome to my world for the for the last five years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I,
0: I'll defend, I'll defend Jakey till the day I die. I love him as a player, and I think he can absolutely turn it on when he needs to. But gee, whiz, two goals, three, and those behinds were possibly some of the easiest conversions he could have possibly kicked. The man could have had five goals and been an absolute dominant player, but. Yeah. Man, 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 kicked, man! Kicked five goals against Fremantle round one four years ago. So he's shit. We all uh, we all talked about the Dockers players. Though. It's not all. Oh, the
1: it's just showing. one more Essendon player. Cat Jacob Tanzen. Yeah. He's obviously yeah. close yeah. to my heart yeah. for many reasons. He had nine touches but three goals. I think yeah. the most underrated thing you, you probably both get to see it more is as we see him play more. Is that his body work off the ball is. Top in the comp, he just works the even when he's undersized height wise. He uses his muscle and angles, and he really puts himself in the best position he can. Up forward,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I must agree with that. Like he's what is, what is he a 190, 190 centimeter yeah. player? So so yeah, like he's almost he almost he almost plays so much taller than that. He's so, he almost plays like a key forward. Yeah, uh, and that, and that's what impresses me the most. Like his ability to not only play above his size but actually play it effectively. And is, convert, and and yeah, convert three goals straight from nine touches. I, uh, I it, it it astounds me how how you let him walk for nothing.
1: I think it's because, as you just mentioned, he he plays like a key forward. It was never going to work with him, Lynch and Rewalt. So, it's yeah. just unlucky it came in at the wrong time. But yes, let's talk about Freo Cat. Who who do you like from the yeah. Dockers?
0: Uh, there was one guy I thought played a really different role to what we've seen of him before, but played it excellently, and that's Brett buley on the wing. Yes. Uh, I think it, it suits him quite well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it
1: was it in- interesting?
0: I, I must, I must agree. I really liked Brett
2: really, particularly in the first half where he got his hands on the footy a fair bit and he actually used it really well. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think I, I couldn't, I couldn't find a kick that he actually didn't miss the ta- that didn't miss the target.
1: He also yeah. had he eight very marks. Big. He worked really well around the ground. Race Conquer was a bit down early. The fifteen touches. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw boys had. Chances to win the game at the end. Yeah,
0: very, um, very, very
2: disappointing uh, with Andrew Brayshaw. Um, I mean, obviously, like we we've seen that his talent is there, but I think him him and Cher have got to stand up this year. They're, they're, yeah, they they they've been in the system now for what three years? Three
1: years. Three years now.
2: And and maybe and maybe it's still a bit unfair considering the fact that you know they're still only young. They're what twenty twenty one this yep. year, but. Like, for a side like Fremantle, who are pretty young, who are just pretty young all round, I mean, they just, they, they need players like them to stand up.
1: Yeah. I've got to uh, ask you, Cat, something. Um, um Travis Collier was playing. I didn't hear the crowd boo him, but then I realised no one was at the game. And <laughs> even if they were, though, they probably wouldn't know who he is anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah. Look, he, he was all right, Collier. He had his had his moments. I think he kicked, what was it? Uh, yeah, one goal, two. One, one goal, two, goal, two. So a bit inaccurate. Spud. Um, spud. <laughs> There's another guy who was playing a uh, a sort of new role. Uh, Darcy Tucker saw himself mm-hmm. in the in the guts, in the thick of it. Love it, He him ended dog. up with the 23 touches, so good on him. It's looking like the Did midfield might be his role. Didn't we call
2: in the press? Give Darcy Tucker more minutes in the midfield, and and watch what happens. He yeah. he, he finds the ball. He goes to work. <laughs> I, I I don't care too much about his. Efficiency by foot right now, like I know he turned the ball on, on Saturday, but it's just his ability to. It. It, it,
1: it, yeah, he, he finds it, it well. It's,
2: it's what I like them. That, uh, I from him.
1: What about our Sam Sturt boys? I've jeered I've him up for a while, and mm. the man's been unleashed. He's got one of the best left foots I've ever seen. Kick three goals, cat, but he just had great influence on the game.
0: Yeah. Oh, look, he was... the, the kid, the kid is a gun. He's going to be a jet. I obviously criticized Hurley before for letting him push off him so easily, but the kid knows how to work his way around a one-on-one contest. And it's not every day you can step or push off a, a defender who's got 10 more years of experience on you and uh, make it look easy. So mm. uh, good on him. He played a really good game and great debut with the three goals. Yep. That, 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 that. Yeah, he was good. He
2: he he just he just looked at home on debut and maybe that's just that extra year of experience that he had at, at Fremantle last year. He didn't play mm-hmm. I think he, he was injured for much, for the most part, wasn't he? Yeah, it's always but,
1: tough when the rookies get injured, but yeah.
2: But you but with that you actually get a more sense of understanding of the players around you and what they do and yeah. I I really like Sturt. He's a very smart footballer and good finisher too. Three goals. Mm-hmm. What about, wins what and though, about Rory Lobb? What about Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. I, lot. I I thought his game was really good. Fifteen no. disposal, two goals.
1: No,
0: <laughs> no, says Alex Miller. <laughs> no, he, no. Played, he
1: played. He played alright. He played alright. Played a fair game. I thought <laughs> him and Darcy uh, did pretty well against Belcho. I thought. Yeah.
0: What? Why?
2: Why is Belcho getting a game? Why is? It, why is? It,
1: why is no other ruckman available?
0: What? What about Andrew Phillips?
1: Where oh, yeah, is he? I
0: think he's at home. <laughs> I think we only played Belcher because nice? we, we knew <laughs> we knew Lob was going to be playing uh, as a key forward, and we just wanted Belcher to bully Sean Darcy around.
1: I can't say that. Um, we move on to the next game, gentlemen.
0: We move on. And this um, one, up yes. at uh, at Adelaide Oval. This yeah, is actually is. a bit of a cracker. This one. I thought it was going to be a real <laughs> slog, horrible game to watch. But geez, it was exciting. Goodness.
2: Yeah, Two two teams that we, we you know, unanimous, unanimously agreed on finishing in the top, finishing in the bottom four,
1: hmm.
2: and um, they, they, delivered, they delivered a cracking game of footy.
1: Yeah, two losers playing against each other, you always get a bit of a contest. 11-5, 71, the Crows <laughs> beat, beaten by the Swans, 11-8, 74. I didn't watch any of the game because I have better things to do than watch these two teams. Um... <laughs> Isaac Heaney, the doc. You talked about him. He was fantastic.
2: I tell you what. If, if we get more games like that from Isaac Heaney, then he is, you know, it, we can definitely take the. I'd. I, I called him out for being maybe slightly overrated. Like, if he keeps, if he keeps putting in more performances like that, then we can take that tag off and call him a genuine star because yeah. he looked, he looked so dangerous. I, I was, I was tuning in between this game and the, uh, the Gold Coast Freo game in the AFLW because they were on at the same time, but. Isaac Heaney up forward, when there's probably not many other go-to options up there. I mean, obviously, Nick Blakey's still a work in progress, and you've got Haywood and Patley still there playing mm. mid-size, mid-size small forwards. Heaney just played tall and kicked four goals, five marks, 16 touches. He, 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 was, he was the match winner for mine.
1: I've had a couple of ones for you, Kat, a couple of your mates. Uh, ben Ronk, no friend of yours He had nine touches but six tackles Do you reckon the tackling pressure is why he's kept in the side?
0: He's got no mates here <laughs> Maybe I don't know if that's enough to keep him in Look, I don't think the Swans Are a team that particularly uh, Are a strong pressure forward side So maybe that's why I don't know, I just think he doesn't have Much impact when the footy's in his hands And that game against the Hawks Was very much a one-off Yeah uh, so I I would rather have I said it I said no, it on Saturday I said on Saturday <laughs> that I would rather have James Bell in the forward line instead yeah, of him. Yeah, I agree, a Much boy, more but... a much more dynamic player with the footy.
1: He's exciting, isn't he, Cat?
0: Yeah, I thought the the games he he played a couple games at the end of last year and he looked really really good in those. Yeah. But uh, a few a few Swan's players I'd like to mention oh, Sam Naismith. Uh,
2: oh. Yes. Sam yes. Naismith. It's
0: nine hundred
2: days since his last footy yeah. game.
0: This time last year, you would never have caught me saying Sam Naismith and Riley O'Brien is going to be an entertaining ruck battle for the ages. We told,
1: but... you, we told you Sammy would come good.
0: <laughs> but there, there you his,
1: go. He's worked his big ass off, cat. 11 touches and 28 hit outs. Yeah, he, he was really was, good. He beat O'Brien, I thought.
0: He's a big reason why Luke Parker and Josh Kennedy were able to have 55 touches between them. When yep. you get in first use every single time, uh, you're going to do something with the ball. And uh, and Oli Florent as well, twenty one touches too. So that midfield really, really benefited off Naismith's tap work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just before I get to you, Doc, I just want to say quickly um, that I'll get your opinion. Both of you, start with you, Doc. Do you reckon Sam Na- Naismith a better go than Callum Sinclair?
2: I want to say yes. Uh, I, like you look at Sam Naismith. He played in that twenty sixteen Grand Final where, and like, and he played for most of that year too as yeah. well, like, th- there's a lot of potential with Sam Naismith like, his ability to, I guess his ability to cover the ground is what they see in, in him, I think he does more around the ground than Callum Sinclair, and I'm not trying to say that Callum Sinclair is rubbish, I mean, I think he's, he's a very solid, I think he's a solid, <laughs> I think he's a decent enough ruckman Callum Sinclair, but <laughs> I, I think I think Naismith does more around the ground,
1: Yeah.
2: I was talking, uh, I was going to say something else who, who were you talking about just before Kat you were saying Luke Parker him and... and Josh Kennedy no no, no not and Ollie again. Florent no, no. Ollie Florent that's the one I called that's one I called for Ollie Florent to play more more in the more in the guts at the start of this year and I think horse <laughs> listens to me horse likes me <laughs> horse. he's the horse whisperer I am the horse whisperer <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I really like Oli Florent in in the guts. I think not only does he win his own football, he's a good two way runner for mine. Yeah, and just, absolutely, and and just tw- twenty one touches. Like if he wins, if he's not winning his football, he's he's creating the spread outside and mm. midfielders like that. They're they're pretty hard to come by.
1: My man crush as well, Julian Dawson is fantastic, and it's it, it's good to see the Swans boys get a win without Buddy. But what are we thinking, Adelaide on the other side of the coin? I just want to start with one name, Bryce Gibbs, seven touches, not good enough.
0: Gives. It was maybe, weird for him. They were playing maybe, him in the back line and I don't know why. No,
1: it didn't work.
2: Maybe Don Pike was onto something when he kept continually axed him last <laughs> week. Maybe, um, maybe maybe we were wrong about Don all along. Obviously
1: the um the Crouch Boys were fantastic guys and obviously Rory Sloan in his two hundredth game and uh, played a decent bit of footy. What what did we make a Taylor Walker's game? He had a chance to win it, sprayed it.
2: I think he started well, Taylor Walker. Um, like, like, he, as the game got on, he just disappeared again. and I don't really know. Like that, but, I mean, he really should have kicked that goal. Like that, That's his forte. His forte is to kick these really long-range goals from 45-50 out. I mean, he's done it so often mm-hmm. in his career.
1: But, I think we call that overrated. <laughs> I,
2: I, I think... Uh, I'll be honest... I think, I think I think it's almost time. Tex needs to piss off. Give, give, the key, key, give the keys to the forward Shit, line to Billy Frampton
0: and, and Darcy Fogarty, because I think they did more. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they weren't, they weren't super impressive. I actually was more impressed by the Crows' small forward uh, brigade. Lockie Murphy and Tyson Stengel, both with the goal each, but they had a few touches here and there, and I thought they did some good things. <laughs>
1: Doc's not a huge uh, Lockie Murphy fan. <laughs> no,
2: look, I, I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan, but I thought he's. Ga- I thought he actually played a decent game on on Saturday, and and yes, yeah, Stingle mate. Stengel, mate. How about yeah,
1: Stingle
2: mate. was uh, What? What about? Uh, what, what's his name? Kelly from uh, the Crows. I know you're a big fan of him, Alex Miller.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> The word also uh, comes
2: so, so, to mind is overrated. Uh, I saw, saw, saw him cough up the footy a fair bit. And, yeah, that's uh what <laughs> that's what he's good at. That's what he's good at. How did we think about Rory Laird's game? He had the 19 touches, and I, didn't I thought like he did it. all right.
1: I
0: thought
2: he was I, average. I, I thought he did all right, but he wasn't... He, he's still trying to find that kind of form that got him all Australia a couple of years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. very true.
1: Still yeah, searching.
0: They might they're gonna be in for a long year down back the crows, I think.
1: They'll be in for a long year in quarantine at the moment, as they've crossed yeah. back the border.
0: Yeah, but well they, yeah.
2: they they probably could could beat quarantine in, in a couple of weeks. So <laughs> but
1: let's move on to the last <laughs> game. One. I'm a bit yes, sick of talking a, about
0: that. Anyway. Our last game of the round that was. Uh, this was another <laughs> entertaining affair. North Melbourne and St Kilda on a Sunday. I vote. The North barely, barely got home. 8 8 56, 7, 12, Really disappointing from the Saints. That second half fade out was just. shocking. yours? Yeah, what, what, one no, question. One question. One, one
2: question. Did North Melbourne win that game or did St Kilda lose it? North Melbourne I won think that game. Saints. Uh, no.
1: I think five goal boys. They had to work their ass off to get back in it.
0: Look, and the man—the man who worked them back in it was Ben Cunnington, without a doubt. Yep. The man was an absolute match winner. I was very, very, uh, very, very critical of him in the first half, but the second half he absolutely worked his ass off. Ended up with twenty-five touches, four marks, seven tackles, two goals. The man was all over the ground the second half. He was just elite, as best as I seen him. He uh, yeah. had a sip of uh, Michael's secret
2: stuff. At
1: half time. Um, Go ahead. I I thought, oh, thanks. Um, I thought that uh, (laughs) Ray Shaw from the sidelines was quite good coaching, boys. They said he, they were saying on the call that he was really vocal and whatnot, that really riled up the team. Um, Sean Higgins again was good, boys. 21 touches. He's proving his worth. Nick Larkley and Ben Brown both kept very quiet by a good bit of defensive work by the Saints.
0: Dougal Howard on Ben Brown. That is an absolute smothering. I yeah. Ben didn't even get near the ball. That no, was fantastic.
1: That was fantastic because I, I think I think Ben Brown is stoppable and um they sort of starting to find him out a bit. Joy Simpkin Doc, our boy, twenty three touches. What did we make in his game and a goal? He was
0: immense. I loved Joy,
2: so good. I uh, don't don't believe your name is Alex Doherty, Alex Catalina. <laughs> he <Yeah. laughs> Just have to put my two cents but, um, in apparently. <laughs> But I, I must agree. I think after Cunnington and Pollock, like, I think Josh, Josh Simpkin was the most influential player on the ground for North Melbourne. Mm. I think his work, his, his that second half was just so vital for carrying them over the line. What about what about this bloke, Curtis Taylor? Read, yes. read, read an article. I read an article about him the other the other week about how he had a, he had a meeting, a postseason meeting with Ray Ree, Shaw, and he just told him that you know you've got to you got you got to lift your game a little bit because you've, uh, you've you've spent the whole 2019 season just on cruise control and that really uh, apparently mo- motivated him to and he had he had, a, he had a strong pre-season too Curtis Taylor and I thought yeah just two touches one goal I thought he looked lively
0: yeah yeah that second half especially I thought he really stood up he the, the kid the kid has an absolute pair of legs on him he can jump about about the height of Ben Brown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very, very, very true, boys. I want to ask about them. The Saints on the other side. Billings had eighteen eight and two goals. Cap thought he was really good. Mm. Do you like him?
0: Yeah, he was. He was a player that I was really, really happy with him early, but he was sort of part of the fade out late into the game, where he wasn't quite as influential as it went on. Um, a couple of guys who I thought who not haven't been like so, you know huge uh, stars. Sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hello, Alex. Yeah. he's interrupting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, before you go ahead, can I just point point out that the more things change, the more they stay the same, and St Kilda suck. <laughs> St Kilda are just <laughs> still going to be it is. A, a still is gonna,
1: not very nice at all. The same,
2: genuinely rubbish football team that. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 I, and, I, and I said it. I, I said it in the last the last episode of the season preview. That, that, they can bring in all the players that they want. But the fact of the matter is, they're still going to be a, a very ordinary football team. Well, they're and not
1: as your mom, mate. That... Your team were not even in the game. <laughs> it 34 points. Eh? Well,
2: well I, don't, I don't know. Okay, so what's, so what's better? Is it better to just get smacked from pillar to post completely? Or is it better to have a 30-point lead and then choke it in the second I'd half? I'd
1: rather a 30-point lead and choke it because at least we're competing for four quarters rather than the dogs Oof. who compete for four or five minutes. Kat, you may resume yeah, cool. your speech. <laughs> yeah,
0: go on, Kat. Okay. Um, there's one guy who I really want to highlight. Only only still a young guy. Ben Payton didn't necessarily have the most touches in the game, only the 14, but I thought every single one of those 14 were extremely influential. He was getting the ball to all the right places, found himself in all the right places, uh, and was really, really key to a lot of the Saints' uh, ball mm. movement. And as well, uh, Luke Dunstan. Yes. Started the game really strongly, finished it strongly too. 21 touches, uh 3 marks, 9 tackles. The man was rough as guts around the contest. Uh thought he I think he's in for a really good year if he stays in that inside role. I really like him there.
1: Yeah, I like that one as well, Cat. He's very, very
0: good. He still won't be an All- Australian cat,
2: but I, I will agree. No, I he'll he be an Australian but
1: he was Doc's just going around potting blokes. He's feeling a bit bad about his club. Uh, just a couple of names we want to uh, rip off quickly. Uh, Dan Hanbury, 22 touches. Good to see him back out there again. Zach yep. Jones as well, 22 touches, but 0-3. Missed a couple of easy chances. Max King kicked two goals. Fantastic mm-hmm. to see. Rowan Marshall and Paddy Ryder. Nice combo on the ruck. Excited to see yep. that for the rest of the year, hopefully.
0: Oh, also, also another saint. Um... Dean Kent, if he had converted those two behinds into goals, I would have said that was his best game in Saints colours easily.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: What what about Brad Hill boys? I thought his I thought first right. half was absolutely electric.
2: I thought his first yeah. half was absolutely electric, but I think I think he was probably one of the key reasons that St Kilda just absolutely fell to shit in that second half because he didn't <laughs> get in 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 that second half.
0: Yep, I'd agree.
1: Fair call. Can't argue with
0: that. Two, two, before we move on, two North players I just want to mention who were really, awesome. really strong all day. Yeah, I'll just rattle them off quickly. Jared Pollock, 25 touches. He was fantastic. And Todd Goldstein dominated the ruck and was part of the reason why so many of the uh, North players got their hands on the ball. Very true. Well, that
1: was just, a very good round just that just was, a, boys.
0: Just, just a quick question before we go. What is a <laughs> no. Tom Murphy? Well,
1: uh,
2: what is a sack of spots <laughs> What is a Tom Murphy?
1: Also, a bumper
2: clock, bumper clock did alright. I like bumper Clark? Right. Bumper Clark? Yes.
1: I'm not not sure about that, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: cat.
0: Well, cat brought it to our attention, so I don't Anyway, we shall refer
1: back, refer back. Refer back to the run sheet.
0: <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. If you are, uh, if you, yes, we. Oh, it was yeah. a very, it was a very long and extended round that was, but we did still miss a few games. So, just let us know who you liked from maybe the other games or who we didn't talk about in our games. A three forty podcast at gmail.com dot uh, we'll we rack on.
1: off the other scores quickly. Uh,
0: yes, there were the the other games that we didn't cover. Uh, the D's and the Eagles. Uh, Melbourne looked like absolute crap uh, as per usual. <laughs> uh, West Coast. Winning twelve six seventy eight to seven nine fifty one.
2: Any chance we can uh, quarantine Melbourne over in
0: Perth so they don't have to come back? <laughs> Please, no, I wish. I'm asking. Uh, the other, the other. <laughs> the other Sunday game was the Hawks and the Lions, which was a pretty, pretty entertaining match to watch. But the Hawks got the better of the Lions in the end, fourteen six ninety to nine eight sixty two. And on Saturday night, uh, the Power bundled out the Suns pretty convincingly, ten sixteen seventy six to four five twenty nine. And the Giants put on a masterclass, seventeen three one hundred and five beating the Cats eleven seven seventy three.
1: I just want to say quickly before we get to the eggs, a uh, bit disappointed with the Suns. We saw some good pre-season footy from them, two wins. Um, they just completely yeah. changed their style. That's all I've got to say, so I'm not happy with that.
2: I <laughs> I, 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 blame I blame you two because if it wasn't for you two, the Gold Coast Suns, I would have picked Port Adelaide and I, and I would have gotten an advantage. Yeah, but right. you convinced me. And Of course. It, it must Suns. be
1: my fault that you tipped poorly, of course. <laughs> Let's move on you're, to the eggs, Chad. All right
0: the go-to. <laughs> we've had the we've had the pan in the cupboard for a little while, but it's finally time to pull out the pull out the carton and crack some eggs in it. Who would like to start? You know, actually, I'm going to start because I want to <laughs> scramble scramble my team. I mentioned them before, but the last quarter fade out from the Bombers was absolutely shocking, and we cannot do that again against better teams because if we do that against the likes of Richmond or Collingwood or West Coast or the Giants we're going to get spanked and have 10 goals kicked against us in a quarter. So, Michael Hurley, Dylan Sheehan, I'm looking at you. Stop doing stupid shit in the last quarter and keep playing football. That's what you're paid to do.
1: Very true point. Doc, you've got the fried one this week. Who is it?
0: Well, I'm going to go back to the Bulldogs game. I'm
2: going to fry Luke Beveridge for not only... Okay, first of all, his strange decisions in, in the selection table. Why the hell would you play Lewis Young and Ryan Gardner in the same in the same team? Uh, but also his his comments his comments post game about the whole coronavirus scandal about all the uh, you know scandal, scandal about about like about players about players not you know touch touching each other you know you know all this all this nonsense about hand hand just his elbow bumps and, and the like and not being able to be arm and arm after the uh, after the siren singing the song. Why, why? Why the? Why the hell are you worried about that? When you should be worrying about why the fuck your your team are so bad. <laughs> there it
1: He's is. Dropped it. He's dropped there it is. That's not okay. Oh. Those three. We don't condone oh, God, that behavior You
0: <laughs> coach abuse. You'll,
2: you will have you'll have to uh, try and block that out if you can, Cat. But um, I'll do my best.
0: Uh, no, we, we move on.
2: We, we, we move on. We, we, we what? Oh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's so annoying. But Check. the team the team was so. The team was
1: soft as butter on. I'm gonna on have to interrupt Friday, with right? some music. <laughs> the transition, the transition is positive. I, I, that's the
2: countdown music, please. I, I, I just want, I just want to say, Lockie Hunter is the softest football player I've ever seen as well. We didn't get, I didn't, I, I didn't get to, I didn't get to say that on the, in, in, the, in the, uh, the review. But for a man that should be one of the, the best wingmen in the competition, that man absolutely shits himself like none other. I've I've seen God, before. It's just
1: dropping the profanities everywhere.
2: <laughs> All <laughs> right. Um, so
1: let's get a bit. Let's get.
2: So Luke Beveridge, I'd 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 worry about my own mob before you start worrying about everything else that's happening around
0: the world. Okay. Just, so apparently. I've I've got the hard boiled. Some a bit of egg. positivity here, Alex Miller. Now,
1: can we just quickly explain what the eggs were? The fried egg is um something that's gone terribly wrong. The scrambled egg is something that can be recovered, and the hard boiled is something positive, a bit of light. The hard-boiled egg I've got this week is Gil McLaughlin. Boys, now obviously oh, the events a good one. that have transpired have been extremely difficult, um, but I think Gil's handled this pretty well. Had to shorten the season Thursday, and we got notified yesterday that we have to postpone for a, at least sixty days. I think he's handled it incredibly well. Obviously, I think Gil himself is most worried about the financial strain on the clubs, um, but I feel like he can do his part and he'll he'll find a way to keep this these teams afloat, he's been a great CEO, um, a good leader through a tough time that not many CEOs, you'd say, would have experienced anything like this, so credit to Gill and the AFL board and that team, they've done an exceptional job to keep the game afloat for at least a week, and again, we hope to see footy back sooner rather than later, Doc.
2: that That's an absolutely bang on call, Alex Miller, and look, we've we've given Gill more than enough shit for his job over the last three years, and all, all, the, all the things that he's done, but this is just one thing that I absolutely cannot commend him hard enough for because, look, it, it's easy when you see what's going on around around the world. I mean, NBA's, N- NBA's been suspended for a while now. The NHL's been suspended for a couple of weeks. They've cancelled the uh, the F1 season. Um, but Gil has done almost everything in his power to at least give the fans what, what we want. And even, even for like two, three hours just to escape from all the... Um, all the bad stuff that's happening around the world at the moment. It's, um, you know, I just can't thank him enough for, you know, the, just giving it a crack and that's what, that's what we can all hope for. And, you know, I, I, I will also add that I'm not particularly, uh, no, no, that's no, all right. No, it's a, it, no, it's a fair play. Um, I was going to talk, I was going to talk about again how he left the AFLW without a premier, but we kind of covered that already. But, yeah. but I think, but I think, that that yeah, you know, he did a good job, and I think you looked at looked at his he looked at him in the press conference on Sunday. He just, you know, he he looked he looked like a man who who was working around the clock to just try and ensure that everybody got a footy fix before it went into lockdown. Yep.
0: yep. Okay. Cool. Couldn't have couldn't have said it any better. Yep. Well done, Gil. Let's-
1: Let's just do a quick who's the man. We'll pick our play and rattle off what yes. the stats are and move who's on quickly.
0: Who's
1: the man? I've got mine quickly first. We'll go to the GWS Geelong game. Harry Perryman, boys, is my selection. He's a
0: favorite mm. here, the,
1: the thick boy. He had 20 touches, 10 kicks, 10 handballs. you love uh, the boy. Four goals straight. He could have kicked five. Gave there a big one a roost at the end of the game from 56 out and tried to get his fifth. But a good game from him and a big reason why the Giants got a Nice fat seventeen three 3 scoreline. Four goals well straight done. from him, so well done.
2: Well done, Harold. Very, very good one. Who's um, I'll go. I'll go to the Hawthorne-Brisbane game. I thought Chad Wingard, for mine, was, was absolutely outstanding. Now, I, for those who haven't listened in with us regularly, uh, I'm not a big Chad Wingard fan. I think he's just one of those guys that just coasts through games, just looking for his paycheck. But I thought... The, uh, starting from the back end of last year, he started actually pulling the finger out, and I thought his game on Sunday against Brisbane was absolutely outstanding. Three goals straight from 20 touches and five marks, three tackles as well. So he's actually he's actually giving it a dip, and wouldn't you know, he's 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 actually getting the results from it as well. Yeah.
0: Yes. Good call, Doc. Excellent. Uh, my man is maybe a bit more unconventional one, but the man held down the back line for the Eagles all game, and that's Tom Barras. Uh, I don't think I saw a single clean Melbourne uh, Ford 50 entry without him being on it in some uh, some way or another. 14, oh, sorry, 16 disposals, 14 of those kicks, uh, 9 marks, and I can't imagine how many spoils. Uh, Tom McDonald got nowhere near it, and I think this is mainly thanks to this man just flying in over the top as much as he possibly could. I think he is going to, he's pretty much on track to, if not already, an elite defender, Tommy Barras. So... Uh, Good on him. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I can't Any, really say
0: mu- anything to say about that, Alex Miller. No, I can't it. say
1: much about it because I did not watch the game last night. So. <laughs> um, but again, who was your man of the week? Send us your emails to a 3 podcast at gmail.com. Yes,
0: uh, we'd love I'm- to hear. And that, that you're the man of the week is going to be the uh, man of the year for the foreseeable hey, time being.
1: <laughs> now, we're going to have to rack off the tips. Um, yes. I've got the official application here open. I can see who's tipped what. He's now, got Alex Docherty missed out on a tip because he registered for the tipping competition late. So we're going to add one to his score. Everyone tipped Richmond, which was fantastic. Uh, we all, well, Cat tipped the Dogs along with Doc, I tipped and I tipped, I tipped the Pies. Now, we all tipped Essendon, so we all got that one right. We all tipped the Crows, got that one wrong. We all tipped the Suns, we got that one wrong as well. I tipped North, you boys shocking. both went with the Saints.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Last, last 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 time I picked the Saints for a while. Even if we yes. go back even if we get the footy back in 2 months, I'm not picking them again.
1: <laughs> um I tipped Hawthorne on the podcast, but I changed my tip with a late panic uh 12:30 at night, uh bad decision. And I oh, no. uh, tipped Brisbane, me and Cat got that one wrong. We all tipped West Coast. So the leaderboard goes, myself on top with 6. Cat got 4, but he tipped the exact margin, so shout out to him.
0: Yeah. And Doc
1: with Stock with five, so well done to Alex Catalano, mainly, for getting a 24 point margin, exactly.
0: Thank you, but still sitting on the bottom. (laughs) That's pretty bang on.
1: Anyway, that's all we have.
0: That's it. That's it. We're done. Well, that's that's pretty much all there is for the season at the moment, so obviously no, like we mentioned on the AFLW wrap-up episode, no real weekly podcast, but we will be working our little heads off to brainstorm some things we can still bring you obviously AFLW Awards we said if those are still going ahead we'll be getting on top of those um, but stay tuned on all the socials of course to hear anything from us uh, A340 Podcast on Facebook at A340 Podcast on Instagram A3 at A340 on Twitter and of course the email a footy at com. Mm. and that's a wrap boys I think so mm. it's
2: a wrap for a little while at least Hopefully the
0: Skype uh, isn't too unbearable to listen to, um, but I that's all we really got like, at the moment.
2: I feel like we can understand each other perfectly, I think.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Maybe a bit more talking over each other than usual, but what are you going to do?
1: Welcome back to the 21st century.
0: But again, <laughs> uh, thank but... you
1: to all our listeners. It's a yes, um, crazy, we hope crazy world we're living us. in.
0: Yeah. Stick with us through all the all the nonsense going on. We'll uh, try our best to keep bringing you footy content, of course, and uh, yep. fingers crossed that we get the season back sooner rather than later.
1: Yep, and stay <laughs> safe and stay clean and look after your family. It's, um, there's only one hey, important help. thing now, and that's your health. Stay, and... stay hygienic. Yep, stay hygienic. Um, <laughs> Never going to let yeah, forget that one. Sport yeah. is a bit secondary, um, you know, your mm-hmm. health and well -being is much more important so look after yourselves and spot will come back
0: so it will it's always going to be here
2: and if we haven't uh-huh. reached uh 10,000 10, listeners at this stage uh, at this point which hopefully we will but um but but hopefully by the time we record our next episode we will get 10,000 and man we just will cares be... about one thing <laughs> <laughs> this means a lot to me've <laughs> a-
0: a- 10k still, it's all I've it's got still left. Up. It's
1: a hashtag. Keep it going.
2: It's all—it's all I've got left, Alex Miller. So don't you don't you come at me about uh, <laughs> about me caring about one thing. I'm caring. <laughs> uh, fingers
0: crossed. We well, get we get to ten k, and yes. do specials. Maybe.
1: That's a good episode, boys. Maybe.
0: Thanks Fantastic. for listening. Stick with us. Stay safe, and uh, all the best for the year going ahead. I've been Alex Catalano.
2: I've been Alex Miller.
0: And I've been Alex Docherty. And join us for whatever the future of the footy season holds.